spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. El nuevo crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's es... Cruyente, tiernito, oh. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y... Es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el lab de McDonald's. En McDonald's participantes. On this episode of DC On Screen, it is pretty much almost completely a television news episode. We have Lobo News. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> What? Strange What are we days. doing? What are we doing? Strange All right. Times. We've got Krypton News. We've got Titans News and a Pennyworth trailer right after this. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 551. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And, uh, yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of news this week. I almost called it, but you know what? Some stuff kind of broke, and I went, oh, oh, we need to talk about this right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before we get to that, uh, if you'd like to help support the show, patreon.com slash DC on screen. The $5 tier gets you all sorts of little new episodes, Jace's pull list. We just did a Jace's pull list mm-hmm. where we talked about Mr. Miracle. Um, at length. At length. And we talked about it because Tom Tom King is is writing the co-writing the New Gods movie now, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had to jump right the hell on that. Yeah, yeah. That was on the to-do list anyway, but damn. It was. It it wasn't on the immediate to-do list for me. We actually were going to do JLA year one before that, but mm-hmm. uh, that we switched them. Yes, we did. Oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we're gonna, we have also like little warm-ups and, and uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, kind of, and uh, Chasing Squirrels, which is pretty much just an episode where we'll, or just a little segment of a conversation uh, where we just kind of go on a tangent. Just gone too far. And just take it right out of the episode because, good Lord. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to the news. Uh, just a, a quick mention here. Man of Steel, June 14th, six years old. Hmm. And also, nice. June 14th, the day we would have been watching Justice League 2 in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Different days. If you'd like to write your congressman, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, everything else is TV news. So this is the most exciting thing I've heard. Well, since Tom King was announced as the co-writer of New Gods. Right. Krypton is going to have a spinoff. They are, Sci-Fi Channel is doing a Lobo TV series. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be Krypton EP Cameron Welsh mm-hmm. uh, serving as executive producer and a writer for the show, for the show, and uh, Emmett Scanlon, the you know the guy that's playing Lobo and Krypton, looks like he's yeah. coming back. And, I would hope. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a would be a weird beginning. Yeah, and uh, you know this is a guy who who killed his entire peaceful planet. Yep. He's a uh, he's mostly for the fun of it. Mostly for the fun of it. He's a mercenary. Um, mostly for the fun of it. His, in his native language, his name literally means he who devours your entrails and thoroughly enjoys it. Right. So um, this dude just roams around the galaxy on his little motorcycle. Looking for a good fight. Killing folk. Yep. <laughs> this is the kind of guy that gets punched by Superman and kind of grins like, oh, oh yeah, this is going to be no, a good one. I haven't made it to uh, watch Krypton yet. I, I watched... Uh, I basically had time for one thing before I fell asleep last night, and that was uh, the last episode of Swamp Thing, or the newest oh, yeah. episode of Swamp Thing. Yeah. And um, still not digging that show, but I'm mostly into. It. I'm 75 percent happy about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. You know, like all these people are just like, how could they cancel it? This is the best thing they've ever made. No, no, no. I don't no. think it's the best thing they've ever oh, made no. by far. No. Doom Patrol still exists. No, I was ready to stand on a corner in a busy city with a sign for doom patrol this this one i'm i'm it's not bad but it's not that mm-hmm. i think it's bad i think it's actively bad but yeah. you know we can we can have that opinion it's okay or we'll all right that later. we will worry about it later the season the season series review whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah. like for now krypton um krypton, krypton. You say it, you're gonna say it like brando mm-hmm. sure <laughs> 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 Yeah, I was on Baby Duty last night and didn't get to watch it. So that's Krypton. this afternoon for me. Yeah, it'll it'll happen probably today for me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with this news, because like I've seen some of the fan reactions to, to Lobo, and mm-hmm. people are loving Lobo. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm <laughs> Apparently the studio was. Uh, they, they were... It's, it's a lot, especially on actual cable television still mm-hmm. it's, it's different on like a streaming service where the numbers are a bit ambiguous and we, we, we maybe don't know but on a streaming service you're still mostly relying on ads after the first episode is aired or even probably right before that to to be like no we're doing a spinoff mm-hmm. to already be talking about that at some point you you had to have been seeing seeing what that episode was looking like and been very happy with it mm-hmm. so uh speaking of krypton though mm-hmm and I, I push so far as to say they might be getting this since they're talking about spinoffs already. But uh, Blake Ritson, who plays Brainiac, told comicbook.com that David Goyer, he was working for David Goyer uh, a number of years ago, and Goyer told him about Krypton and said that he was basically, he had plans for five or six seasons. Hmm. Like he was like, he wanted to know if Ritson would be the big bad. And then he said he spelt it out very, very loosely how he imagined every season for the next five or six seasons. That's kind of That's impressive. Yeah. I, we're not traditionally <laughs> Gorier fans, but um, season one was good. Like, I'm looking forward to season two. I, I, I saw Krypton had dropped. I knew it was dropping, but I, mm-hmm. it reminded me it dropped on TV time. And I thought, well, fuck yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be a fun part of this. 
Saturday afternoon, maybe Sunday morning. Yeah, I I think I am not over the my superhero slump yet. Mm. So you know, it, it's kind of strange because I'm just like I haven't had an opportunity to really have that, and I, I usually I like the last couple of years really. I've started to feel it where it's just like the show's in and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then like new things come out and I'm like, okay, <laughs> not that I don't want to watch it. It's just, oh, okay. All right. There's always something. I'm, yeah. Dark side is. <laughs> I've, I've, started to, um, I've started to lean into it though. Like there's things I appreciate about the timing of it all now. Mm-hmm. And CW in particular, you know, we get through with the, the slate of, four shows that we normally watch through the fall and spring. And then, you know, this season they're wrapping up iZombie. I really love iZombie. Mm-hmm. It's been a really fun ride. Um, and I couldn't me, be happier that I never got into that. I I, I think you missed something. It was, it was a really pretty damn good show. You let me know when it's over. I will. Um, and I will put it on the list of other things. So far, four seasons to. in, it was, uh, it got progressively better and it's been a lot of fun this season too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it it's there's something about each of these shows that I appreciate in a different way, and that mm-hmm. that has kept me from being burned out, I guess. But I haven't I haven't had a real burnout rate. I haven't been like, oh, I can't watch this bubble. I I'm fine. Yeah, I think I just at this point, it's not even about superheroes. It's just uh, I think it's really more about uh, well, I have to watch that. You know, like I don't. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm, something uh, that's always in the queue. Yeah, yeah I get, I get that. I miss not being able to just like wander into a thing. Yeah, I guess I'm like, well, I can't watch, I can't go back and binge all of whatever because <laughs> I've got Lucifer sitting over I understand. here. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's not really about superheroes. Yeah, I don't think just the plate always being kind of full. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, <laughs> now this is going to be really upsetting for people who love Swamp Thing, uh, but Business Insider is saying that their sources claim the show had a possible three season arc and it could have gone past that if it was a hit but they were going to do uh they were going to spin off characters into their own shows and they were going to do a potential justice league dark team up in the series yeah i'd have been fine with that but it's just it's not gonna happen yeah just there have been uh, problems with this show apparently in production for months now something yeah just not gonna happen i don't know what the holdup is i don't know where the uh, line is drawn where the i, I don't know and they we'll, we'll never know frankly we'll, we'll probably never know we but might they might let us know at some point they might but eh, good odds that we never quite figure out what the problem is but there was a problem something <laughs> between the creatives and the producers was not working out yeah and i don't i don't know like my my biggest my probably my biggest issue would is will Patton playing avery sutherland i just i just don't like him i He's, he, you know what he sounds like? He sounds like um, Will Ferrell from that Eastbound and Down. Uh, he's the, uh, the the bloopers. I've never seen Eastbound and Down, but I've watched the bloopers where he's like, my plums are blue and juicy. Just, <laughs> that's what that dude reminds me of. He's just, I don't know, man. I can't do it. He's so bad. Know. Like, there's a problem some people have. <laughs> to me, he has a fine, it, I don't have a problem with his accent. I really don't. Hmm. And the more I've gotten to listen to it, the 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 less I have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And it has to do partially with, um, I mean, there's a difference between a southern accent and a Louisiana accent. Mm-hmm. Like that, uh, the Creole has a whole different flavor on how the southern accent is done. And uh, yeah, I the more and more I listen to him, it's 
you can have a problem with his take on the the dialect, but eh, it's it's solid. Like he's doing the same thing every time. Yeah, it's consistent. It's, con- it's consistent. <laughs> like that was my problem with True Blood was it wasn't even consistent. Right. I had uh, Tara in particular would she would just fluctuate in and out of it. It it, it him doing it the same way every time. Yeah, that's he a point. Is, he that's is point consistent. Four. He is consistent at least. the The sheriff is. I feel like she's got the real True Blood problem, where she kind of goes in and out of it. See, I've only seen like I don't know. I mean, we're three episodes in. I've probably heard her for uh, two and a half, three minutes worth of screen time. Yeah, I haven't gotten to know her yet. We'll see. Uh, you know, but every I mean, time someone's doing an accent from Louisiana, you never know. It, it could easily devolve into madness. Just absolute madness. It can. For sure it can. Yeah, I'm not saying I could do it. I'm just saying it's like, oh, man, this is bad. But, you know, we, you know, everyone, that that is entirely subjective, I think. Uh, Like, there was a recent hubbub over um, some accent that Brad Pitt was doing in uh, Meet Joe Black. It Someone brought it up on Twitter and was like, by the way, just watched Meet Joe Black and... Can't I'd for, totally forgotten how bad Brad Pitt was in this role, and he's you know playing death, and he's talking to some some lady, he's doing a an accent, and I thought he did a damn fine job, honestly. Like I really liked what he did, and everyone's just like, oh, that's so cringeworthy. So whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys could tell me remember. to go. You guys could tell me to go kick rocks. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember what he did in that one. I've seen it, but all I remember, all I really remember is him being like. Uh, like a couple cars playing pong with his body. Mm-hmm. That's really it. I haven't seen that movie in so it's long. It's been a long time. I remember liking it when I was a kid, but thinking it was a neat concept at the very least. Yeah. Though I'm also like one of those, like when back in the day, you know, they we had VHS tapes and Meet Joe Black came in one of the double VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, well, that's a proper set. And then thinking, well, that's just overkill. There's no reason to have a movie that long. <laughs> Do you need two tapes? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I do remember seeing that. I mention it. <laughs> it's like, well, that's saving Private Ryan length. Damn. <laughs> All right, so this is exciting. I don't know who this guy is. Drew Van Acker. He is apparently known for his work on Pretty Little Liars. But the exciting thing to me is he's been cast as Aqualad on Titans for DC Universe. They're going to Garth, man. Yeah, I don't know him as far as I know. But yeah, having Aqualadin involved? Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, I'll, I like Young Justice Aqualad better, but I'm happy to see Garth get some love on this show. Because Garth is, Looking you know. Time to be. Yeah, I don't know this cat at all. But they've done a great job of pulling people that I've never even heard of before <laughs> and mm-hmm. throwing them into a role. And, and 10 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. Great job. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about Aqualad. I don't know the guy, but. Uh, I'll I'll have to ask uh, my mom and sister. Oh, they pretty little liars watch. Yeah, I don't even think my wife watches that one. I'm not sure. Which you know, knowing them, you could bring up any character and they'd be like, "Oh, him." Like I'm, I, I swear they don't like anyone on that show or any show they watch. <laughs> like, Ugh, oh, that person. I'm like, why do you guys watch? Oh, they're this? terrible. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Oh, you should watch this show. Any given person. Oh, they're awful. So, yeah, uh, Deadline has also confirmed that uh, Natalie Gumid, maybe? She was uh, she was recently in a Doctor Who episode in, a, in the Christmas special from 2014. Mm-hmm. But she is going to be on Titans as Mercy Graves. Yeah, I saw that part. So that's, that's fun. 
hope no idea with her either. Again, I, a theme with the DC universe. They're doing a great job with that. Yeah. And uh, they gave this little uh, description of the character. Mercy Graves is the ruthless, cunning, right hand and bodyguard to the notorious Lex Luthor, serving her boss with unquestioned loyalty. Her connection to the Luthors runs deep as Mercy has been a friend of the family and in Lex's life since they were young. That's all I got. Yep. I'm excited. I... I, uh, it's because it's DC Universe, I'm excited. Like, yeah. I have not cared for Mercy on Supergirl. I, I hope to enjoy her here. They didn't invest a lot in her. Uh, honestly, your they brother didn't. has done better on Supergirl. He is. And it's real weird. Dude, pops on screen. I don't know how to, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't get it. That's the first time they were brother and sister. Like, they just yeah. basically took Otis from the old Donner show and made him an in shape, a young yeah. in shape dude, equally as stupid. Yeah, and for some reason, he just resonated. <laughs> he I did. I don't get it. I first time I saw him, I was like, I like that guy. <laughs> I don't know why. I I didn't love him. I didn't really like him at first. I, and then by the time, at the end of the, by the time the end of the season rolls around and he's like, you know, waxing intellectual about the role of the press. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Grew on you. Well, I, yeah. First time I saw that guy, I was like, I don't know why, but that, that guy's... Again, pops on screen. I don't know how else to describe it. Mm -hmm. All right, so a Pennyworth trailer dropped. Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. I I hope. I hope this has turned you because I just keep getting more and more excited about this stupid show. (laughs) (laughs) Like they told me, it's a fun way of describing it. They told me there was going to be spies. It was going to be the sixties. It was going to be like Alfred running around in the sixties with. uh, And then you you have not been excited the entire time. (laughs) no no, i have not and this trailer just just ah, it looks very much like gotham in a lot of ways like the cinematography but it just looks like a whole lot of fun and i'm really hoping they don't go too deeply into like batman characters or batman villains no i i don't want another and it's done by the same people who started the gotham series Mm -hmm. so i I don't want another precursor batman series Mm -hmm. at the same time i resent it being started by the people that started that series. So that's not their fault. And I will do my part to make sure that when I watch this series, I don't hold that against them. Right. Um, I enjoyed Gotham overall. They did a really good job of doing a precursor to Batman. Um, and the fact that they're going to do Pennyworth and it's not connected. I'm going to, the way I'm going to approach it is I'm going to appreciate that it's not connected because they can do Alfred in a different way mm-hmm. rather than resenting the fact that it's the same people doing that thing. And they, decided this years ago when that show was still on mm. like there, there's going to be some some me time where i i meditate over how to approach the show but i'm going to do it that way mm-hmm. and given that way yeah it looks like a pretty fun spy show yeah it really does like i think i'll know by the end of the first episode how much i care yeah i probably will too but trailer wise yeah it looks like a pretty fun spy show like i'll definitely watch the definitely watch the first episode of this and and after I've gotten myself in the right frame of mind, we'll mm-hmm. be pretty, probably pretty excited to watch the first episode. So far, it's like a Gotham take on on Peggy Carter to me. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I think it's just the short bobbed hair. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I get that. <clears throat> the, the, um, it, how do I put it? Um, I don't know. How do you put it? It had a good aloofness. It looked like it's going to have some fantastic action scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, like the last little bit where he's saying like, well, if this goes pear-shaped, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> it's really as good as you can say when you're walking up to a bunch of people with automatic guns. You know what I mean? 
What's the alternative? You're going to lie to him? Oh, I'll definitely get you out of this. No, fuck yeah. you. There, there's a bit in the trailer, though, where he, my God, is it feels like he is channeling uh, Sean Pertwee. Where he says, I don't like violence, and I don't much like you, mate. Like, whatever it was, it was like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for that kind of crap, though. That'll be the kind of thing where, like, I could resent the fact that it's going to remind me of Sean Pertwee. Mm-hmm. Because I know for for damn sure these people designed Alfred's character, Sean Pertwee's portrayal of Alfred. They they made that happen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's going to be the seed of my resentment, is wanting to see, well, fuck, take that backward. Let's let's do this. And right. um, I'm going to have to disconnect the, uh, the idea of resenting that and instead replacing it with, like, well... What if you got to keep that tone and did this with it instead? Mm-hmm. Like I said, a lot of me work going into this this viewing. It's okay, work. man. It's okay. Well, it's uh, it comes out July twenty eighth. So right before my damn birthday, you better be mm-hmm. good. <laughs> uh, and last piece of news. That's it. Uh, Batman Hush. They've moved the release date for the Blu Ray DVD and the four um, K. They've moved it up a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's gonna let's see. Uh, the digital release is still July 20th, but um, it will be on DC Universe and it will be on Blu-ray August 6th. I still resent that being a separate day, but okay. I understand. I think this is a trend that will eventually die. It will eventually die because physical media will eventually die. <laughs> I'm fine with that. It's fine. Just release everything on digital all up front with me being able to get to the special features and I'll, I'll fucking buy it three weeks before. I'm becoming more okay with it. It still hurts. Yeah. I can deal with it. It's less stuff in my life, and it's all existing somewhere, and I have access to it. I'm good with it. I just resent the whole, like, oh, my God, I hit the movie's released, and then I have to buy it for 20 bucks, and then later it's like, here, for another $20, you can watch all the special features. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. I think a lot of those, depending on the service you use, come with the special features digitally. Some do, some don't. It's kind mm-hmm. of annoying. You gotta, and you've got to look very closely at what you're buying when you get the digital to see if it does have it. But special features have been going away anyway, even in physical releases. They've been disappearing. Yeah, yeah. This is how piracy started. I mean, at some point we were just like, I'm not paying 19.99 to show up at a uh, JCPenney in, on a Tuesday night and hope they still have a copy of this album, which was a CD at the time, mm-hmm. just to find 11 tracks that were uh, contractually obligated to, that, to have done by the end of, you know, 1998. And liner notes that are literally a picture of the band looking annoyed, and uh, on the on the back a, a list of people who are copyrighted, and and not even the lyrics to the fucking songs. This is how piracy started. We all got annoyed, and we're like, I'm not paying for that. We're mm-hmm. just gonna share it with each other. It feels like a similar environment, in certain ways. Things are changing. In all fairness, piracy's it's not dead, but it's it's been beaten back into the hackles of hell, mm-hmm. and it's it's harder to do than it was. Um, much, much harder to do than it was several years ago. And um, mm-hmm. the consolation prize is we don't do that anymore. We have streaming services. Mm-hmm. You pay 12 bucks a month, most most services, and you can just have all that stuff. Yep. There was a much. settlement eventually. So, yeah, markets will set themselves. I think this is one of those things that's not going to last, though. Yeah, it won't. Anyway, you got anything else, man? Nope. I think I've ranted enough on that. <laughs> all right. Well, we're, we are DC on screen. DC on screen.com. Uh, patreon.com slash DC on screen and uh, the $5 tier gets you all the, the extra materials all the extra content that we put out however often or uh, much that might be at least weekly most of the time yeah 
Well, we had like one hiccup, but otherwise it's been weekly. It has been weekly most of the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I think I'm out. I think I'm done. Do it. I'm going to go watch Krypton. Bail. Pull the ripcord. I don't, I don't know how. It's stuck. It's right there. I'm going to die. Grab the space button. Dark side is. Peace. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.